یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 79 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! Episode number 79, Karan, as you might have guessed, there's been absolutely nobody who's won jersey number 79. Okay. Uh, but can you tell me who, who won the 1979 NBA Finals? I'm going to say the Seattle Supersonics. That's right, that's right. Um, yeah, uh, I was always confident that you were going to get all of these things, like I guess. Um, 70s onwards and you were doing well even in like the 60s but 70s onwards um, I feel like every championship has got some sort of like place in your brain's memory so um, I would say I would say post merger or mm-hmm. whatever 78 onwards I would say I think I sh- I'll be you know I'll be disappointed if I get something wrong but, uh. <laughs> excellent excellent so yeah the Supersonics beat the Bullets 4-1 yes um, two teams that have some sort of some sort of connection in Kevin Durant's life, I suppose, like Washington I, and... That's, that's a good way to start this. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good sad way to bring everything together with Kevin Durant. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we, we'll speak about that, of course. Um, but we've got some Indian basketball stuff to get through. Yes. Um, yeah, unlike the number 79, there, we, there's, a lot, uh, there's a lot to go through today. Yes, you know, there, yes. <laughs> there, this is going to be a very packed, heavy episode uh, with... I mean, you guys already know all of our, uh, you know, all, all of the stuff that's happening with the NBA, but mm-hmm. there's so much happening in India basketball. There's just, it, it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. I'm, I'm, yes. I can predict that, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I've been recording this, what, uh, three or four days after the finals are over or, or something like that. That's it seems, right. it already seems like a long winter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even though it's the height of the, of the Indian summer here in Delhi. Um, it's... Uh, Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. But yes, the Indian basketball thing. Let's get that out of the way first. Yeah. We'll down, of course, circle back to it. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess as of recording, uh, today is the 17th of June. And Karan, you mentioned it's three or four days after the finals. And um, we have NBA champions, Toronto Raptors, and like all of Oof. this. all of the, and, and a tiny little trade that might have gone on, which we'll talk about. But Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Indian basketball news. You made your way to Mumbai to see... the finals of red bull rain and you saw our our big man amrit pal who's back from injury yeah the big heel as i like to call him was <laughs> uh, was on point he was he's back and um, we basically i mean I, i i went there for this red bull rain event that was the bigger thing i was covering mm-hmm. but i was personally interested in meeting amrit pal again especially watching him play for the first time since that terrible acl injury a year ago yeah. and um, yeah like we spoke for a long time he 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 actually opened up because you know i think he can finally look back at it and he talked about how he really like locked himself in a hotel room and cried for three days and then sort of had this very emotional but like um slow and healing process back into form and and lo and behold he his team won the red bull rain no and not, not only did they win there was no question that he was going to win um It was just, uh, I mean, normally I'm, Kaushik, you said you played in this, the Red Bull Inn in, in Melbourne, right? You played in a similar tournament? Yeah, yeah, the same one actually. So, um, Red Bull sort of organized this thing and you saw all, all, all of like, I guess, Australia basketball's community that's not in the main first league. Um, mm. So, uh, pretty, pretty high quality conversation, uh, uh, basketball and uh, I guess like the biggest shock for us, like three Uh, average height Indian dudes uh, is <laughs> like we're all six foot tall but yeah we were easily the You're shortest small team <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah by far the shortest did, team. did you guys have like a Desi name for your team what did you roll with uh, yeah I can't remember what it was but it's like some sort of connection between uh, like we all played for the same team in Bangalore um, oh okay so some sort of a pun with both Melbourne and that club Bangalore. together okay. yeah Meng- Mengal oh no not Mengal no no Melbourne no. Melbourne Luru? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Well, unlike that one, and I guess a lot of other Red Bull reigns around the world, mm-hmm. this one they, in India they actually got all the best players because you know yeah. we don't have a pro league. I just I'm <coughs> just want to remind the world we don't have professional <laughs> I feel, basketball I feel league. Like we, we don't speak enough about this, Karan. <laughs> no, we speak enough about it. <laughs> but since we don't have a professional basketball league, all our best players have to take part in everything thrown at them. Mm-hmm. But there's a three-on-three Red Bull reign event. You'll see the top players who can be there. They will be there. Actually, Amrit Pal's team won. Despite uh, Vishesh and Yadvinder not not being allowed to play in this tournament in his team, so they would have been even more unstoppable had they had those <laughs> two guys to have just been a joke. Um, but yeah, uh, Amritpal won Red Bull Red Bull Rain, and uh, pretty much a few days later, he was in Greater Noida with the Punjab Police team, <laughs> which has since won the Federation Cup too. Yeah. So he's back. He's back in form, and in the Punjab, Punjab Police team, uh, Amjod also came back. So he is. Uh, He's, he can now play in tournaments in India. Yeah, and, his uh, ban is now lifted. His ban is lifted. Indian Kobe so, is back. Indian Kobe, the Sikh freak. It's 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 all back now. So though it was great to see those two dominate again. And um, yeah, so Federation Cup finished actually yesterday, mm-hmm. and they defeated the Indian Army team in the final. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the women's tournament, Eastern Railway won. They defeated uh, the team from Tamil Nadu in the final. And um, yeah, so it's a uh, the. The the MVP. So one of the the holdovers from both another one of the holdovers from both the Northern Spartan teams that won the Red Bull Reign mm-hmm. and Punjab this team was Ashpreet Bhullar, who was uh, Amrit Pal's teammate in both teams and Ashpreet actually won the MVP at the Federation Cup. So uh, congrats to him and congrats to um, Libina MJ uh, who plays for Tamil Nadu. She won the women's MVP award and she has MJ in her initials. So <laughs> you know she's blessed already. Um, and another thing I want to shout out is the now the the, the winning team for Red Bull Rain. They are actually going to go to to Canada in uh, a few months to play in the World Red Bull Rain national. Uh, uh, sorry, not national international tournament. In so the, the best in the home the winning team the, from in the home of the World Championship of the home of the World Championship. Yeah, so Toronto is you know is uh, is is become like the centrifugal force I guess of of all the <laughs> basketball stuff. Um, and uh, one more quick India basketball thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just running through this, Koshik. Yeah. Is uh, uh, the, the the big man Yao Ming himself was in India a week ago, and it was sort of like a news that went under the radar a bit because mm-hmm. really he was just there for the most boring bureaucratic thing. He was <laughs> the. I mean, I guess not fully boring. Like the, there was a FIBA um, general meeting, which was the boring part. But they had the draw for the FIBA Asia qualifiers, 2021 qualifiers. Yeah. So uh, Yao was part of that to uh, because he is he was the um, president of the CBA and now he's become like the president of FIBA Asia. So so the big man sh- sh- shout out to him. You know the Hall of Famer continuing to keep it done. And um, India have been drawn in this qualifying tournament uh, in Group D with Bahrain, Lebanon, and Iraq. So uh, we have to. I think we. You know, now we're talking idealistically. This is mm-hmm. a couple of years ahead. We are the second best team in this group on paper, but you know how things go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we have the same same coach for that long. Hopefully, he gets to work with the players for that long. It's it's a familiar song to listeners of this podcast. <laughs> uh, now it's really cool to see Yao um, at at any point in time. Like when every once in a while his photo surfaces up, and uh, he seems to he seems to be like chubbier and chubbier every time we see him. Uh, but but yeah, it's good, always good to see Yao. Um, I saw this really funny video on Twitter about someone playing 2K with Yao, and he did like a alley oop under the legs, sort of like windmill dunk. It was it was hilarious. Wow. And and the, so using himself as a player. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay. Sure, Yao. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was very funny. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I'm also super excited for uh, Amritpal's comeback. Like I said, uh, he had a tough injury. And I'm I'm glad that he sort of opened up and like it's all behind him I guess. Uh, now my favorite thing to look forward to is the Amritpal and Navbhatia reunion. Like that that has to happen. Oh right? yeah, that's gonna be fun. Navbhatia of course has been one of the MVPs of the playoffs. Yes. I I thought of him as uh, you know how in the two thousand the first Warriors championship it was Riley Curry. Mm-hmm. She sort of became the mascot for the winning team. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Navbhatia is that version of for Toronto. <laughs> And he really like 
encapsulates like just I mean I've never been to Toronto but everything I've read and heard about that city yeah it's just about this like global friendly happy place you know yeah I mean I'm not saying it doesn't have its issues but you know and and he really uh, encapsulates that all together what a wonderful story he does, he um, does. Uh, for anybody who hasn't checked this out you should um, you should google Tim Hortons the coffee chain in Canada their new ad uh, so he's on it he doesn't it doesn't feature an, a raptor player it doesn't feature like a any anyone that's like remotely close to you know uh, the actual team or playing anything like that but it yeah. features this guy the, the number awesome. one fan of the raptors so there's a whole yeah. whole 2 minute spot of a brown man in a in an nba basketball related ad that's so cool that's so cool i mean you know we uh we we we'll find any way for brown people to affect the nba world Hashtag but he represent. is like he deserves it i think he's I, i won't just say raptors he might be the the most hardcore fan the nba of any team you know so um yeah shout out to nab bhatia and i'm su- surprised that this ad didn't use uh, charismatic fun guy kawai leonard <laughs> as part of the campaign uh, very very smooth transition very smooth tra- so speaking of kawai uh, well let's let's start first of all with the finals koshik yeah toronto raptors the champions last time we were speaking with manas singh here um we all picked the warriors you and manas were especially confident that the warriors won't have a problem yes i was also confident but you know to we, a certain degree to listen but we but we all agreed that the raptors are going to be the toughest defensive team yeah. that the warriors have faced yeah now again we i think i don't know about you but i i assumed that durant when he comes back would be a healthy comeback like from from everything we were hearing before the finals mm-hmm. they had aim for games 3 and or 4 and it, and there was no we didn't know that he this injury is more serious than what they were telling us yeah and of course we didn't know that clay would go down not once but then twice and then kemon looney would go down and it'll just be i mean i'm not making excuses but mm-hmm. it it became this comedy of like tragedies for, <laughs> you know a tragic comedy for the warriors where um What am I saying? It was actually just a tragedy. <laughs> it was there, was tragedy no, yeah. there was no comedy, you know, for the Warriors where everything went wrong. And by the end of it, um, I'm really happy for the Raptors, but this is not the way I wanted to see it happen. Um, Look, what was your reaction to ten years to the, uh, down the line? Nobody is going to remember that. Um, I yeah, feel, I feel like it's true. A, a championship is a championship, and like there's so many instances where yes. the winning team has got a lucky break or has got a few things fall their way. Um, yeah, and you oh, can. Oh no, I'm not making. Uh, just to be clear, I'm not making excuses. There's no, no, no asterisk no. on the absolutely. Raptors title. No, no, absolutely. It's, every champion is lucky, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's just that I'm saying, for my personal viewing pleasure, I would have enjoyed yeah. a full strength Warriors going against a full. Like I would, I wanted to see mm-hmm. KD against Kawhi. I wanted to see like Clay was playing at such a high level at this, yeah. including the game where he went out, the game six. I think he I had thirty points. The, I feel the worst for him because like he. he <sighs> He's yeah. such a he's such a killer. He's he's awesome. He just wants to play no matter what. He came back on an ACL and made two free throws. It's yeah, just, it's just ridiculous. And uh, you you have to feel for the guy. Like even Durant. Like I'm not the biggest fan of Golden State or Durant together. Uh, but like you got to feel for him, right? Like I, I didn't think it was he would come back at all, to be honest. But uh, and, and if he did, I wouldn't have thought that like you know people cleared him when he's not a hundred percent. So obviously. He came back when they were three-one down, so it was like desperate yeah. times for desperate measures and everything. But um, yeah, it was really, really upsetting to see two like massive injuries, and of course, Looney also. Um, like, I guess if the other guys played, Looney's injury wouldn't matter as much. But like, without yeah. without them, um, yeah, well, like everything counts, right? Like ultimately, they had four Looney, or five players. If Looney had become a a good player in these playoffs, like he yeah. he was he was really impressive. Like he was gonna. I don't know what his free agency status is, but if he was a free agent, he would be offered a lot of money, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, the clay thing. It's uh, so yesterday I was watching the India Pakistan cricket game, mm-hmm. and uh, Bhuvneshwar. Oh, yes. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, um. Our bowler Bhuvnesh Bhuvneshwar. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Bhuvnesh Kumar. Yes. I think he had like a hamstring strain or something. Right. Yeah. Now I'm not make and and he couldn't play the rest of the game, and I was like, I mean. I just find cricketers so un- unathletic. Like here's Clay Thompson, <laughs> you know, like whatever you throw at him, he's coming out to play. And and meanwhile, like again, I don't know the extent of the injury, but it it just kind of ticked me off a little bit. I was like, come on, dude, just tough it out. 
there's, there's very little running you actually have to do on the cricket field. But um, yeah, that's just my my little diss to the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> look, look um, I'm, I'm not going to complain against dissing against cricket, but uh, I feel like I disagree with you. And like very rarely does this happen that we disagree on anything in this podcast. So I feel like we should celebrate this moment. But okay, uh, let's go. I feel like this whole culture of playing through injury needs to just die. Like, good that, point. That's the whole reason. That's, true. that's the whole reason why, like Kevin Durant, who's who was like questioned whether uh, he he like he was doing enough to come back or anything like that. Like he's got an Achilles injury now. Like he could oh. never be the same. That's uh, the saddest part. Yeah. Like, it's, it's whether just, you, it's just not worth it. Like all this, like if you go back to like fundamental philosophy and stuff like that, all this is for. Um, some tournament, some trophy, and like rich guys getting richer. That's it. Um, so, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, you're not wrong, yeah. and I agree that. Um, and I think a lot of you know the whole load management thing. People have gotten smarter than before about not overdoing players in the regular season. Like, yeah, you know, until six, seven years ago, Tom Thibodeau would just basically, if, if Thibodeau was coaching the Raptors, Kawhi would have played every game this season. You know, yeah. yeah. So like, so at least there's that much of an improvement. True. But but my uh, I feel that the reason Durant did this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I, I think you have a chance at immortality in a way. You know, like yeah. it, it's it's everyone's fault. It's our fault. It's it's the entire fan base's fault. It's media's fault. You know, mm-hmm. like we never fail to, for example, remember the fact that Charles Barkley doesn't have a ring. You yeah. know. Yeah. Whereas, meanwhile, like Kevin Durant could have had a three-peat. The Warriors, you know. So I think it matters to these guys. Like you may say it's just a tournament, but their entire lives are defined by oh. how many rings they win. Sometimes, of course, and that's part of the whole culture. So like, yeah. Uh, like, I, look, I like Kobe, and I like the fact that he played through wrist injuries and stuff like that. But we celebrate that shit so much. It's true. Um, that's true. It's yeah. I don't know what the fix is, but like, hopefully, two like absolute. Uh, you know, top ten sort of players getting injured just because they set, tried to sort of push through injuries and stuff like that. Uh, um, yeah. Maybe not so much Clay, but he also like he did it. Like he he had a yeah, bad hamstring and he sort of came back and played That's on true. a bum hamstring for a game and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I, I feel like that should just stop. And like if if someone's injured and if like a if a medical staff of a team says he's injured and it's not worth risking that person's career and like livelihood and legacy and all that, um, yeah, just. Just screw it. It's just, a, it's just a, a trophy. Fair enough. And another guy who probably played injured, but there was no sign of it, was Kawhi. Like uh, I think he had a I, knee issue too. I feel like but he doesn't feel pain. He doesn't like feel it. pain. He's obviously a machine. He's mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't have emotion. Like when he celebrated the title, it was, it was, it just felt like again we we joke about it. It felt like how a, a machine would tell a human, or how a machine pretending to be a human would celebrate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that he called it the Larry O.B. Yeah, and I'm forever now want to refer to it as the Larry O.B. That's fantastic. Um, uh, and it was just, uh, I mean, there's not enough words we could say about that Kawhi Leonard run. Like, he he really had one of the great, all-time great playoff runs of all time. Yes. Well, I, I repeated myself, all-time guy. <laughs> he deserves it. But it was that good. It was that good. And, you know, as 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 fathers of Kawhi on this podcast, yes. um, I, I had this real moment of, you know, um, Amir Khan singing, Papa Kate Hai Bada Naam Karega. <laughs> because he did it. He, you know, he, usne asa kaam kiya. Like, he wasn't just the calm of the first MVP where he did a very good job against LeBron and led a balanced Spurs team. This Raptors team was, again, way better than what we gave them credit for in mm-hmm. the first two rounds. Yeah. But Kawhi was clearly the main man here. Yeah, and he yeah. was. Yeah, look, the same just, team without. Kawhi and with DeRozan is not winning the title. Let's oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and you know it's interesting when we were last making our predictions based on you know um, uh, Raptors in the conference finals or even before that in the mm-hmm. I would say before the Bucks series the first two rounds. Yeah, we knew that this team is good on paper, but the rest of the players just hadn't shown up. Like mm-hmm. guys like Mark and. Uh, Pascal and and uh, Serge and Kyle Lowry like they were inconsistent. They would have one or two good games. Yeah. But but in the last four games versus the Bucks and the these six fi- finals games, mm-hmm. they really showed as a whole that they are one of the most like intelligent defensively elite teams out there. You know. Yeah. So, congrats to Toronto, the city, the fans, like the team. It's what a unexpected title. Like one of the most you know shocking title. I would rank this with the. 
2004 Pistons and the 2011 Mavericks as like the most out of the world titles, you know? Yeah, uh, completely agree. It's, it's like a phenomenal effort from everybody involved, uh, and especially like if, if you go back and think about the closeout game, right? Like the last few clutch minutes of fourth quarter, Fred Van Bleet won them the game. Like how yeah. how ridiculous is that to think about as as a statement? Uh, but yeah, everybody everybody turned up. Like Kyle Lowry was amazing. Like as much as we say. Um, you know, Kawhi Leonard. This is the team. Obviously, he's his team, and he he put on an epic show. He probably like was um, not as impactful as I thought he would be in the finals. Like, yes, he had in the uh, in the last two games, in the last actually. two games, exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like every, everybody stepped up. Pascal Siakam hitting that like sort of game clinching shot. That was that was stuff that you'd expect like a super experienced um, like Golden State level team to sort of. Show that kind yeah. of composure, and yeah, they were it was really, really, really impressive. Um, and I, I couldn't be happier for all of those guys, like especially the kind of stuff that Kyle Lowry and uh, even Ujiri, for that matter, like the kind of stuff that Ujiri is amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he's done in the league. Um, yeah, that kind of uh, the apex of that team, um, no, phenomenal, phenomenal, like superb story for the NBA that like anything can happen. And I, I guess like. Um, Are you saying anything is possible? Uh, indeed, indeed. <laughs> you can you can shout like Kevin Garnett. Anything fine. is possible. <laughs> imagine uh, Kawhi doing that after winning a championship. <laughs> I, mean, no, I, I, I can't even imagine it. Um, so, can, so Koshik, I'm gonna make a, a, a segue here. Yeah. The Kawhi trade now we it probably we we th- we'll think of it as one of the greatest trades ever made. Yes. Right. Like yes. even if he leaves. Right. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of trades. Ooh. The, the Lakers have given up. What? What? What happened? The, the Lakers <laughs> gave up everyone. Uh, m- m- maybe they gave up the entire IMDb of Jack Nicholson. Maybe they gave. Maybe they gave up the Laker girls. Maybe they gave up like, I mean, everything they owned except for Kuzma and LeBron. Yeah. For, for the great Anthony Davis. You know, uh, what was your first reaction as a you know lifelong Laker fan to this? Like, you're you're excited. I mean. You feel you gave up too much. You you don't give a shit how much you gave up. What, take me through your state of mind now. Look, when I first read it, I was like, finally, because I think I think like this was such a long drawn out saga that you just sort of felt like this is finally over. Uh, yeah. But then I started to sort of process the information and so many like mixed feelings, I guess. But the the thing that sort of stands out at the end of all of that is. Uh, we have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the same team. Yeah, that's, exactly. That is, that is ridiculous. Yeah, that's bottom line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that is insane. And the second thing that stands out to me is we got Anthony Davis at 26 years of age. And oh. we probably have him for another five at least, right? Like, he's, he's uh, like unless something catastrophic happens, if he resigns, he's, he's going to be signed. He's not a free agent next year. Yeah, I know. But unless something catastrophic happens, he's definitely resigning. So, uh, at least for that long, which is like the peak of his career, and we have the perfect sort of um, co-superstar to to LeBron, someone who we know is one of the absolute beasts in the game, but also not necessarily someone who wants like to be the number one guy and so on. So like he's a, just a really good dude, good teammate, uh, and man, like those two guys in the pick and roll, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's feast time for them. I agree with you. I think that in the NBA, it's as much as we like like to believe in this whole mm-hmm. holistic team sports thing, and it is. Yeah, it's a star-driven league. We saw that. We saw what Kawhi Leonard's done. Yeah. you know, almost. You know, like he, I'm not saying the Raptors were just any team. They were a very good team, but mm-hmm. he his star power took them where they were. Yeah, and Anthony Davis and LeBron James are now two top five players in your roster. Like you'll figure it out around them. Absolutely. And AD is a bigger. I mean, LeBron is obviously the the more famous guy mm-hmm. um, and was the more uh, like a news breaking signing last season yep. but AD is a, is a better signing I mean yes you gave up more for him and LeBron came in free agency I don't mean in that sense mm-hmm. I mean in just terms of individual like AD is coming at 26 yeah. and he is like, like LeBron was at the tail end of his career and he seemed like he had achieved so much that he seemed honestly he seemed mentally a bit checked out Yeah, and I think AD is now in the peak of his powers so this is, uh, and I don't think the Lakers are done. I think you guys are gonna get either a Kemba or a Kyrie, or at worst a Jimmy Butler. Like there is gonna be a third guy to to be added to this. Mm-hmm. That plus the fact that the Warriors are pretty much gonna be a no show next season. I won't say no show, but they will not be title contenders next season. Yeah, I think so. Um, um, you wouldn't think that 
Kevin Durant comes back all of next season, right? And then yeah, yeah. Uh, Clay, yes, like uh, ACLs take about nine months, but uh, sometimes it can be six, it can be seven, whatever. But like he's not going to have the same kind of uh, impact that he has with like fully conditioning and and, and all that. So um, I'm I'm writing off Golden State's next season. Um, were you were you happy to see Lonzo go? Uh, no, I guess like over the course of the last three or four years, given how bad we are, um, yeah. like you start to develop a little bit of affection for some of these young players. Um, yeah. Because like Lakers typically don't draft and develop, right? So like. Yeah. Um, so it was new, and it's they felt like our sort of kids, I guess. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's never like a good thing to see those guys go, but at the end of the day. Like when Anthony Davis is available, like you, yeah. you, you do everything. Uh, and this is a dude. And like when you think about it, right? Uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, um, uh, any of those other guys. Josh Hart. What are the chances of you getting another Anthony Davis level player? So, yeah. Um, the, the answer to that is just simply like, like Anthony Davis is the better option, especially yeah. when he's 26 years old and he's got like his prime ahead of him. Uh, yeah. Oh, phenomenal! Like. Uh, and every, by the way. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I was just saying like, everything else would sort of work itself out. Like, what are the what are the downsides to this? I guess if like something crazy happens again, like multiple injuries or like it, if shit hits the fan, um, we're gonna be screwed anyway. So regardless of <laughs> whether um, those draft picks that have in the in the future been conveyed, uh, like that's the worst case scenario. Best case scenario yeah. is like after LeBron's done, um, the dynasty sort of continues with. Yeah, you build around yeah, AD. AD, and like I guess yeah. those picks aren't that big anymore. Um, so I, I'm happy with those chances, to be honest. And like, yes, the the one time it happened before uh, with the Lakers, with the whole Dwight Howard, Steve Nash sort of thing, it went to shit. But <laughs> I guess the chances. Anthony Davis is better than all of those guys. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not even. Um, no, and by the way, I want to add. I think the Pelicans also won this trade. I think this was actually a a win-win in my. The Pelicans got so much back. For somebody who was going to leave them anyways. Yeah. For somebody who had like threatened to leave and who had sort of lowered his trade value because of the fact that everyone in the league knew they were desperate. Mm-hmm. And in return, they get Lonzo, who they might still flip for somebody. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, but even if they don't, even if they keep him. Lonzo, Ingram, Josh Hart, so many future picks. This year's number four. Like, And of course, they have Zion coming in. Like This, this team is looking very exciting for the future too. And uh, I think uh, they... It, it's. I mean, I, I I think they'll also go home very happy with this with this haul that they pulled in. Um, speaking of Zion, the trade the the drafts will be I guess around the time this this goes live or yeah. maybe right before that. Yeah. Um. So Zion's going number one. I think the entire world knows that. My yeah. nine month old baby knows that. <laughs> um, uh. The rumors are that Ja Morant will probably go to to Memphis. Mm-hmm. And my Knicks are RJ Barrett is not even working out for anyone else except the Knicks. <laughs> so. And but this is the kind of draft where I literally don't know slash care about anyone else beyond that. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know what's your draft knowledge this time around. Uh, not too much. Not too much. Look, Zion's once in a generation sort of player apparently. So even that, like I haven't watched too much college games or anything like that. I've, I've just seen some of his like clips where he uh, jumps up and smash volleyball spikes uh, a ball away or like his shoe breaks and like all of these crazy um, yeah, yeah. vine like things. Um, yeah. Yeah. And. Like not not much more. So and I I think like I got way too invested in last year's draft with Luca. So like I'm taking a couple of years <laughs> off from the draft. <laughs> um, See, this is the first year uh, our teams are well. Your team had a fourth pick. Yes. Um, like I'm very invested because the Knicks, if they get R.J. Barrett now, I know R.J.'s uh, stock dropped over the year. Yeah. But he was actually a more hyped player a year ago than Zion was, and. True. Uh, and I think uh, I'll be, if that's a consolation prize, I'll be very happy with him. So um, I say we get RJ, we sign Kevin Durant to a max and let him basically recuperate, tank again and get another pick and, you know, let's go 20, 20, 21. Nice. That's, that's, that's I see, a new aim. <laughs> I see you've, you've mapped all of this out. <laughs> After find silver linings. Um, <laughs> do, you think, do you think Kevin Durant um, leaves at all? You know, I was a hundred percent certain before the finals. Yeah. But the way it, the emotional ups and downs of this. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not on the side of the people who are cynical about the Warriors GM thinking that it was all an act. Yes, it was overacted, but I yeah. honestly believe that like, 
that that the team and the I I think from the warrior as what we've known of this team that they're they've been so close for so many years like mm-hmm. when they went to recruit Durant they all went together holding hands and stuff like this is yeah. that kind of a team so I actually honestly believe that it was from place of sincerity the the sorrow for losing Durant mm-hmm. um and I think this emotion might give them a sign of like unfinished business so now I really don't know yeah. KD could honestly come back uh they're going to offer him and clay clay is 100% coming back i honestly like i don't see yeah. that happening but but uh they're going to offer both of them the max um it's still a mystery uh the other mystery dude the other thing about this finals is that even the winner is a mystery like kawai yeah. is a mystery too what's going to ha- what do you think is going to happen there uh i personally think like he has like made his decision long ago and i yeah. feel like he when he got to toronto he he told them that look i'm here for a year but i'm also professional enough to like make the most of it and they're like a bunch of grown men in that team like even if some of the players are young like they're just grown as brains um yeah. so like i feel like they all knew that this is going to be like a one year thing uh, and i fully expect him to leave what about you i mean that would be unprecedented yeah i don't like i don't think in my knowledge of nba history mm-hmm. has there been a player who's won finals mvp and then just left the team and that is the only exception is that is michael jordan because he yeah. retired from the nba yeah. like <laughs> that's how weird this situation would be if kawhi leonard like in his prime continuing to play in a team that's mm-hmm. you know if the raptors keep the core together they they're going to be challengers again next year you know yeah, so yeah they have one more run at least if they keep the thing yeah it would be unprecedented i i i want him to sign a short term extension like even if he's you know I know he's emotionless and he's made up his mind but come on Kawhi like you know think this is a good team don't don't go to the clippers like of all places look man uh, he can he can get to the lakers too <laughs> I highly doubt that I was yeah, thinking about LeBron <laughs> <laughs> um and and so just quick hitters a few more free agents uh, clay I think he's staying in the golden warriors what do you think yeah I think so too so there's no way that uh, the okay. golden state sort of does him wrong I guess uh, with Kevin yeah. Durant you can sort of you can sort of see it happen like especially if Durant himself is sort of set on leaving uh but clay is essentially what those guys are clay and steph and draymond and all of those things that the story that they yeah. sort of built together um if they, those guys yeah if they do anything to like not offer him the max i guess it's such a bad look on the warriors i don't yeah. think they do yeah. yeah 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 oh no i think they'll offer him I, i'm saying would he want to take it yeah as yeah a i think i think that's he's the... like super happy with life there Um, yeah yeah just like he, he gets to chill out do whatever he wants ball out yeah. celebrated like a legend gets to look and feel like he's high all the time it's a good good life <laughs> well I'll and I'll say something about clay i think clay is in this un, unenviable position of being yeah. a very popular winning guy mm-hmm. who will never get the blame yeah you know what i mean yeah. like a bad warriors game the blame would come on either steph or mm-hmm. or ad or dreamon's behavior yeah. but clay is sort of like the untouchable here so i mean that with love like i think if he did go to a team where um uh he was the main man or yeah. the second best guy i think there'd be more scrutiny which he probably doesn't want yeah um so, okay kyrie i think he's gone i think he's definitely gone like if, gone if he ends up back in the celtics like um i don't know like I, i'll paint stuff I, i'll tattoo something on my ass as well <laughs> <laughs> um i really don't want the next to, to to touch the the kyrie thing with the 60 foot pole like i just no <laughs> the nets the nets can have him go go, go brooklyn yeah um kemba is the guy that i i want in the nets mm-hmm. uh he's a new york guy and uh, i just like him more i just think he'll be a low profile guy yeah. uh, but the lakers want him too so True. that that'd be i think he'd be a good dude if Kem- if you can kemba and he's a third best player like that's just ridiculous at this point that is that is yeah uh, look any any sort of star uh to compliment lebron and ad is ridiculous by any stretch of imagination uh, so i'm not going to complain um we could just go on and on but i guess we should probably stop here uh, because we have a special guest waiting so um, that's right i forgot we do that too <laughs> do that too we decided to to Mix switch up, up our format bit. yeah yeah and our guest today so we started off by talking about the red bull rain event um and 3 on 3 basketball in india and uh, so i decided i met somebody at this event who happens to be india's top ranked 3 on 3 player and this guy has a very interesting story because he got there without actually playing uh for a national teams at all he did, he didn't play at that level he he came through a side entry which is very rare to do and became a star in this new format that didn't even exist until recently you know 
So, um, th- this player is Drew Berman, and uh, we'll get to hear his story in about three-on-three basketball right away. So, um, let's get started right, right now with Drew. So, I'm excited to have Drew Berman on episode 79 of Hoop Darshan. Uh, Dhruv is the number one ranked three-on-three player in the country. Um, he was born in Gurgaon, where I think he is right now. And he's been a baller all his life. But according to what he's told me recently, he spent a lot of his youth in Canada, uh, played in a league there, came back, and just basically has taken over you know, our Desi basketball three-on-three <laughs> stuff. So, Dhruv, uh, welcome on Hoop Darshan. So, uh, first of all, before you know, we go any further, I need to know, do you call it Guru Gram yet or are you sticking with Gurgaon? No man, I'm still I'm still calling it Gurgaon. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to call it Gurugram. It just doesn't sound. It sounds as, weird. Yeah, I don't want to say I live in Gurugram. It doesn't sound fun. It sounds like a boring ass place. Yeah, Gurugram sounds like some place, some place you go for a beer, and Gurugram sounds like yeah. some place you go for like a really not even a good cup of chai, like a bad cup of chai. Yeah, like just it's kind of forced. So Gurugram it is, man. All my life, I'm never gonna switch that. Uh, okay, so that's awesome. Now, so you said like. You know, before you came on, I was like telling Kaushik about just how unlikely your journey was. You know, you you now playing really well at the three on three circuit in India. You get you get to this number one ranking, but you've done this, I think, unlike any Indian basketball player, without having, in like going through the Indian national system, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I think you're the first player to ever do it this way. Like, how how did this happen? Like, tell me a little bit about your journey, about how you picked up basketball and then were able to like penetrate through this three on three angle. Man, it's actually it's actually very very crazy because I wasn't even at one point of time I actually thought of kind of you know putting basketball aside and kind of looking into other career paths before any of this. So obviously growing up, ever since I could I could remember how to walk, I've been playing ball. I have an older brother who is always he, I've always looked up to him, so he's always played ball. So I kind of you know always followed him. And growing up, I was like I was good in school, everything was good, and I thought you know. I had really high hopes. I want to be play professionally, and that's why I want to go to Canada. Okay. I still, I still remember, man. The first day, the very first day I went to Canada, I went straight to the court. <laughs> now, where and in Canada was this? Yeah. Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Manitoba. It's a smaller town. I was planning okay. to kind of move there completely. Okay. So that's why getting my PR and citizenship was easier as compared to like a bigger city like Toronto or Vancouver. Okay. And and at what age did you go there? I went there right after. Right after high school, I went to DU for a few months, and then I went there when I was eighteen or nineteen. Nineteen. So, so even up till that point, you hadn't played uh, at any district or state level for India. No, I played right. in grade nine. In grade nine, I played. I okay. played school nationals. I played school nationals, and I played one of the open nationals. Okay. But the, but that's about it. Nothing nothing besides that. Then I only played for like my school. That's okay. all. Okay. 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 And Drew, we also. Proud. Recently, told me that you played basketball with my, with my elder brother, Harsh. Yeah. Now, yeah. give me some dirt. Like, I, I, I already know how to stop him. By the way, he's you know he's very talented, but he's kind of predictable in a way. Do you remember playing against him? Like, I'm just talking trash right now. But I was, was I was very like? young. I was yeah. very young, but I remember he was just like a tank, man. Yeah. Anytime he would like, I would would get one bump from him, and I'd be like, man, screw this. I don't want any part of this. I'm too young for this shit. I need to get away from this guy. I had I have an older brother as well, so I just told him to go kick his ass because he was he was kicking my ass that day, man. <laughs> well, he'll be happy to hear that because like my brother kicked my ass most of my life, uh, playing yeah. basketball. But then, but you know, like once once I figure it out, like the the, the switch flips, uh, it's oh, yeah. it, it becomes like like because because then you know they're like you you know their weaknesses too, you know, and you know what they like to do. Um, uh, Akashi, you have a brother too, right? I think you can relate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have a younger brother too. Uh, we ne- somehow like we didn't actually play too much together, just because like I I left Bangalore when I was uh, like when I finished school and stuff like that. But I think he'll kick my ass anytime. <laughs> it's it's always. But the, you guys gotta admit, is there's no better feeling than talking shit to your brothers. No, no better <laughs> feeling than that. Absolutely. And well, that said, and you know it's funny. Like my brother and I were very competitive, but yeah, but same. When, and whenever we played like in you know open games, we were always put in opposing teams. But whenever oh, we played oh, on the same team, we realized like it was actually we were very dominant together because we realized we knew always knew where the other was standing because we had played so much together. Mm-hmm. It actually made things easier when we played in the same team. So it's kind of uh, like I I feel we wasted too much time fighting against each other. We should have <laughs> been teammates. Um, you guys could have been the Desi Kobe Shaq man. Oh, I was going to say the, the Desi Gasol brothers without the height, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
I guess um, that goes without saying when you say Desi, though. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, uh, Drew. Okay. So coming back to your journey. So you 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 go to Canada. Yeah. The very first day I stepped on the court, man, I went up against this dude. He was like six eight, six nine, and pl- yeah. great, like playing ball in Delhi. I've never played against a guy that big. Yeah. And a guy that he could say his head was probably hitting the rim. He was. He was. So I had no idea he was the best player in the university that year. Mm. So I just go up. I I blow by him, which I thought I blew by him, but he but he let me go by. I put a shot up. He literally smacked the ball so hard on the backboard. <laughs> like he he snatched my soul from me that day, man. <laughs> that was a big time reality check. I was like, wow, this is just day one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in my mind, I was like, because I was dominating um, high school over here, mm-hmm. so I thought, how hard is gonna be? Yeah. But that definitely was a big time reality check. Then I tried tried out for the team, the university team, and I I didn't make the cut. They said I wasn't good enough. I wasn't like too good of a shooter. And I remember going back to my room that day, and I just cried my eyes out because mm-hmm. I was like, that's why I moved to Canada. And the fact that I couldn't even make the team that really broke me. Mm-hmm. But then the kind of guy I am, like I don't let things you know pull like pull me down. So the very next year I tried out again. And thankfully, I was a leading three-point shooter in the league, and I won MVP of my team as well. So I was very, very, very happy with that. Okay. And and so then you, uh, when did you eventually sort of like uh, come back to India to continue? Yeah. So I came. Crazy story, man. December 2017, I was supposed to come back here for two weeks. Okay. And I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> so I never planned on being here for so long. I just came back to visit and then yeah. head back. But then I, I come back here and then I hear about um, this league coming up, the 3BL. So I was like, this is right before I thought I don't want to play anymore because I was like, you know, I'm 24. I haven't played anywhere professionally. I don't have any offers. Mm-hmm. This is really the right path. Like, I love the game. I'm always going to play. Mm-hmm. But should I kind of, like, I don't know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. And then I just went and tried it. I was like, let's see, let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And then I made the team. And then I was put on the team with Kiran and Inderbeer. And yeah. obviously, if you're Indian, you know these guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like, this is a huge opportunity which I'm not gonna let by, mm-hmm. and I just play with them on the same team. These guys literally mentored me, and today I'm here, and I give a huge thanks to these guys for that, man. So, so that's the Delhi three BL team, which like you guys have been very dominant in the three BL, and not just yeah. that, but like you've been going out and playing in so many like Masters tournaments around the world, really. Um, uh, how how does one sort of get in the well? Uh, there's one thing to 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 get in the you know professional way. Okay, you you play three BL and then therefore now you are a three on three player. But how does one start getting ranked in the three on three worldwide? How does that begin? So, so how that works is since um, the ranking done in the three x three format is since the highest three x three like league is run by FIBA, of course. Mm-hmm. So the since the three BL is FIBA recognized, FIBA yeah. gives certain points. So the more you win based on your performance and you know. You get points that way. That's how the country also gets points. So, mm-hmm. the more individual players play, the more points as Indians we get. The country also gets points. So, individual players, you get points based on how much you win. You know, based on basically your performance. Because okay. FIBA tracks everything. Every okay. single game, everything is tracked. Mm-hmm. So, based on that, you get points. And then, which is why this year the the 3BL is so important. Because the more the more games we play, the more points we get as individual players, and the more points you get. As a country, and then that's how you move up the rankings. Mm-hmm. And I guess that would make us closer to that sort of Olympic dream, which correct, you know, I mean, correct, correct. Because we made a huge jump from last yeah. year to now. We made a huge jump in the ranking. Yeah. So I think we just got twenty more spots to jump, and then we should be there. Hopefully, by the end of the 3BL season two, we are there. Fingers crossed. And and like so, the aim for India really is so the next year's Tokyo Olympics will be the first time that three on three will be part of the the tournament fray. It's it's a very wild aim, but I mean it's I think it it's still something you can at least you can aim at it. You know you can see it even if it's difficult. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, 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 it's on the right horizon. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if it's you not, it's not as far away as the five five and five. The five and five team. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> Uh, so, do I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, how three on three is probably sort of different, and how you had to sort of change your game, or um, what sort of helped you succeed in three on three that uh, I guess you can lean on from your life experiences? Uh, man, the format is completely, completely different. Just because um, suppose when you're playing full court, right, you come, you attack, and then you jog back, so that's sort of your little break. 
Mm-hmm. Even if you have those five, ten seconds, that's still good enough. And then you go back to defending. And this is literally a ten-minute sprint. Mm-hmm. So the f- the first round we went and played, I remember I was gasping for breath. I couldn't breathe because I was like, "What the hell is this?" Mm-hmm. So I completely had to switch up my workouts, make it more like high intensity. Because you really like anyone who just goes and plays the format, you really have to put in work off the court mm-hmm. in order to succeed. Because at the at a point where suppose it's that's two minutes left and everyone is gassed. That's if your if your fitness if your physical conditioning is up there. That's where you can kick your body into another gear, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. As opposed to five and five, it's literally a ten minute nonstop sprint. So this is completely different, and the fitness uh, level is supposed to be way like the requirement is way higher than five and five. Mm-hmm. So did you play much three on three at all before you came back to India, or was this the first time? Oh, not a day. Never even I. I just heard about it. I never even thought of getting into three x three at all ever. Mm-hmm. So I had never played before this, and I'm very glad again that I had these guys on my team in the B guys because these guys really taught me the little things, mm-hmm. and that gave me a little bit of an advantage over the other Indian players, just because these guys have been playing the format for years. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. What do you think? What do you think it was about the professional three on three circuit that sort of makes this game special for you? Uh, did Did you sort of envision yourself? Specializing in this this aspect of the game at all? No, never. Not even a day in my life. Even when I watched it, I was like, okay, yeah. Um, how different can it be? Because I never, mm-hmm. I just watched it. I never even tried to play it. Mm-hmm. But the very first day I got into it, I was like, this is actually more fun. I won't say it's more fun. It's different fun. Like I love both both the formats, but mm-hmm. I didn't ever envision myself getting into this. I never envisioned myself being the highest ranked player in the country. So right now, as of now, as we speak, I'm literally living the dream. That's amazing. Well, um, I, Andrew, I mean, I'm glad you uh, you mentioned the fact like how wild it is to be like number one ranked because now you're you know you, you you are in this weird situation where you're playing against players who have played for India for years, you know, like yeah. for the national team have been this, and 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 they haven't played against you because I think one of the the problems with the indian system is that the the top players get they, they get really used to knowing again this is like how we talk about our brothers you get so used uh-huh. to the habit of knowing the instincts of the guys you've been playing for a decade that that once you get above it like vishesh for example vishesh bhrigu when she's one of the best players in the country and he Correct. can dominate indian players with like on half a leg just because he's been doing yeah. it for so long right Exactly. So, so, so you are sort of like a newcomer to them. Like I think I, I, I remember seeing you play and at the Red Bull Rain event um, last week, and there was like this energy in your game that uh, I think that set you, in my opinion, that set you apart from a lot of the other players. That uh, what you mentioned about the sprint of ten minutes. I think a lot of players for whom three on three x three was is still so new that they don't realize that they have to constantly keep running at all times, offense, defense. Like you can't really take that moment off, and I think that. More than more than anything, like that energy on defense, like really set your game apart. So, did you feel that you have that sort of advantage of unknowability so far? That like you you have this unique position where players still haven't like figured out uh, like how to play you. Uh, yeah, definitely. But that also comes from uh, like all the experience that I've had since, like as you said, my defensive um, energy. Why I always do that is because I notice in most games. As soon as you, the defensive team gets the rebound, right, mm-hmm. the other players literally just let everybody walk out. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's a habit of five on five. You think it's someone exactly. take it out. Yeah, or even so even in, in even when you play amateur three on three, you know, you take a minute, you 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 check the ball out and you start again instead of the way this. Yeah, exactly, is, yeah. exactly. So people aren't used to that. So that's when I, even I had told my teammates the same thing that this is where we're going to attack them because people are going to get tired out because nobody's doing that. Because if you have a twelve-second shot clock and you pressure them out, you don't let them just walk out. That's three to four seconds that have already been shaved off of the shot clock. So then now they have eight seconds. Mm-hmm. And if you don't let them walk out, because basketball, for me especially, if someone gives me that much space and I can turn around and give them a few dribbles and get in my rhythm, it's game over for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm just gonna once I get that rhythm as a shooter, like that's literally everything I could ask for. You know what I mean? So I don't want anyone, especially the guy I'm guarding, getting any kind of rhythm. So again, that's all based on the experience I got from the 3BL league. That I just wouldn't let anybody get comfortable. And since I'm not, I know I'm not one of the bigger guys. So my way of showing people that I'm not going to back off is I'm going to get up in them from start to finish. 
and I like to talk a lot of shit too, even to random people. <laughs> that's just that's just the way I play. Um, so this Red Bull Rain event in Bombay um, last week. Uh, I mean, this was the first time they did it. What was your yeah. uh, reaction to the the way this league was carried out and the finals and all of that? Like the the whole day of of. I mean, it was a long day. I think we oh. were just out there in the sun from like four till midnight. You know, it was insane. Uh, that was. It was one of the like one of the great experiences I've been a part of, but okay. it's also probably the most tiring day of my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> That's what even but I interviewed Amrit Pal that day, and he's like, because you know he went all. Uh, wait, you guys didn't play? Yes, I think you played seven games, and um, the finalists played, played eight. Games. Yeah, which right. is insane because you're just even though these are short games, it's it's like the level of intensity is so high that is I'm sure it must be like killing everybody to be out there. <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm like, I literally just sat down, took my shoes off. I'm starting to stretch. And he's like, you're next. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and in man, that, like, like humid June Bombay weather. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that killed me, man. The, like, literally, I couldn't walk the next day. I was like, I don't want to do anything. Everybody stay away from me. I just want to relax. I couldn't walk, man. I'm not joking. I literally didn't even want to talk at night. After the tournament, I was just straight to bed. I was like, I don't want to do anything anymore. I was so exhausted. And this is a new, like, it's another new thing, right? The Red Bull Rain thing, like, you already have 3BL. Like, it's a, a lot of 3 on 3, 3x3 stuff is coming to India now, you know? Yeah, that's going to be, especially if uh, right after these Olympics, I think the sport is going to gain so much popularity in and outside of India as well. Mm-hmm. And if somehow India can make it, then this sport is just going to take over, man. And I promise you one thing, if not this time, in 2024, India wins a medal. Mm. Like, I make that... You heard it here first. <laughs> we that, that that's a very hot take, but okay. <laughs> this, this podcast is usually like rife with pessimism about. Uh, yeah, we are never optimistic about Indian basketball, Dhruv. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks, there, I guess. That's, that's the only. I mean, I have to have that attitude because, um, I mean, I don't know what else. That's that's what keeps me going. Because it's true. It's yeah. true. This is why you're number one ranked, and I can can't even beat my brother. <laughs> uh, I want to talk to you about what you think about uh, you know, your ambition to play for the Indian national team and stuff like that. Have you have you gotten a chance to do that? Have you do, is that like on your map? Uh, just the five on five version. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Now the fact that I've I've come back because I've never played. I've never even got a chance to play in any of the the senior nationals or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So my main thing, even when I came back, was I really wanted to even, at least try to play for the country, because that would also be a dream come true. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to do that. So this year I'm hoping to get like a fair shot, so I can play in one of these um, national tournaments, so I can kind of get recognized. Because I want, like, I want to prove to people that I can play the five and five format as well. I don't. I'm not just a three x three player. So I need that opportunity, man. I just need one shot. Are you? I mean, you, you're still an Indian citizen, right? So that's that won't yeah, be a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that won't um, be a problem. And and we desperately need guards. Like this has been something we've been saying on our podcast forever. Beyond our aforementioned Vishesh, there really is no like reliable ball handler. So huh. we're gonna be desperately gonna need that in the five or five version. So yeah. I'm 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 rooting for you. I'm rooting for um, you know, I I I, I guess the other um. Another good guard at the at the three three x three event was Lalrina. So like I really like the fact that a couple of you guys have have started to like make people from the BFI. I'm hoping make people from the BFI turn around and give you guys a chance. You know. Yeah, I am. I am like I am literally like a dog right now who needs this opportunity. I'm gonna keep pestering them. I'm gonna keep chasing them till I don't get a fair shot. You know the BFI doesn't. Dogs as well, right? Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll find my way in, man. I will yeah, you, 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 need to, you need to bite your way there. <laughs> That's I, I will. I'm, I'm an animal. I will, I'll do that. I'm all about that life. Excellent stuff. Jim, uh, <coughs> thanks so much for uh, taking the time to speak with us. Uh, your energy and sort of infectious optimism is is a very welcome change to current and my conversation, uh, typically. <laughs> um, uh, Drew, before we let you go, you're from, I mean, uh, obviously you have the Canada connection, so do you do you support the Raptors in the NBA Finals? Where, where did your Hell yeah, that? man. Of yeah. course I support the Raptors. That was, I think just for basketball all over the world, that was one of the biggest days ever. Yeah. And because nobody, nobody expected them to do what they did. And I mean, it sucks that it happened the way it did because KD and Clay went out. 
but it was still kind of nice to see the Warriors lose. <laughs> and I'm excited to see the. I'm a big Laker guy. I'm not jumping oh, on the bandwagon. Yeah, I have been. Yes, yeah, yeah. Most Kobe guy. So next season, I mean, every like, we're gonna have a lot of new Laker fans, man. So before anybody jumps in on the bandwagon, I want to say I've been there since day one. So please don't label me as someone who just hopped on the train. Um, I I think there there's more than enough share of Laker bandwagoners in India. I mean, it's I don't think I I don't think it's gonna be a new thing to be honest, but um. But I guess I guess there's a whole generation of new fans that only know the Warriors. So for them, yeah, true, it'll true, be uh, true. Uh, so so before. Do, do you want to give a quick prediction of where what happens with Toronto next year? Does Kawhi stay? Does he go? Do you think this could be a, your dream final of Raptors and Lakers? Do you think that's a possibility? I think the next season is going to be huge. It depends. There's going to be two moves or three moves which are going to decide the finals: uh, Kyrie, Kemba Walker, and Clay. So whatever these three dudes go. That team, because these these guys are literally missing puzzles on any da- team that they can go to. Suppose Kemba comes to the Lakers, I see them going to the finals against. I would take the Bucks. I would take the seventy. I would take the Sixers. Mm, Sixers yeah. versus Lakers. Same here. Yeah, yeah. Sixers Lakers. Because Embiid's gonna be pissed off, man. You saw him crying. You saw him cry after the, after the finals. Embiid's great. I, I I like the fact that he. he I mean, I I like to see him cry because it meant that he cares a lot. You know. So exactly. Was, yeah. I love that man. It's all about the passion. Um, Dhruv, thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, we'll definitely have the headline that India is winning a medal in the 2024 Olympics, and for uh, sure, ho- man. hopefully you're in that team. I will uh, be. I will do everything I can. I have to. And uh, when does the three BL season start? The next season? Uh, hopefully starts end of July or beginning of August. But okay. August max max. I think it should start in August. Okay. Well. Good luck for to you guys. I don't think you guys need it. You're the most loaded team in the in the fray in India. Um, <laughs> Fingers crossed, man. Yep. Uh, yeah, and uh, and Kaushik and I were both really hoping to see you g- get a shot at the Indian national five on five team because as much as we do appreciate three on three, like I want to see the the full team make it. You know, and of we course, need that's... all the all the top talent in India to get there. Definitely, man. I'm gonna do everything I can from my side. And I really appreciate you guys having me here. It was a lot of fun. I love this. Very chill. And hopefully we can get, we can you know make some huge leaps in five on five and three x three. And India should be one of the powerhouses of basketball soon. We should. Thank you, Dhruv, and enjoy the rest of your day in Gurgaon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so right. much. So thank you to Dhruv Berman for joining us on Hoop Darshan. Uh, and uh, sort of opening us to this new, I mean, not that it's brand new, but still, it's it's a world that we have relatively left unexplored, the 3x3 world, which is growing like crazy in India. Um, yeah, and, and it's, uh, he's, he's a good example of the situation where there's so many players in India who are so frustrated with the national system that, um, now, of course, he, he had the ability to go abroad and learn and come back, but there are other ways, there, there are other avenues into making it now slowly than having to deal with like your federations yeah absolutely and it's really cool to see like a different path um and like you always see that some of these paths sort of open up but i guess to see a success story of someone who who had sort of not been brought up by the bfi's you know grassroots system if at all you can call it that um, yeah to where he is right now really, really cool and like i said when we were speaking to him as well very infectious sort of optimistic attitude uh, really really cool um, sort of voice to have in, in, in the Indian basketball setup, I guess. Um, so, Kaushik, before we go, um, do you have any final words? We, I, I guess by the time we speak next, the draft will be over and we would have reached the free agency madness. We would probably get to know a little bit about the signings here and there in the NBA. Yeah, um, man, I, I, can't, I can't wait for the season to start. I know it's going to be a long wait, but there's, there's, <laughs> there's other stuff that's, uh, that's going on. There's the Basketball World Cup, there's Yes, uh, there's Australia versus USA, which I'm going to in Melbourne in August. So we'll chat about Ooh. that. Um, oh, that's when it's time. amazing! You got those tickets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Uh, okay, we need to we need to talk all about that. Definitely. And that game is in August, right? That's right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, there's there's lots of stuff to keep us going, I guess. But uh, the thing I'm most looking forward to is for the Lakers to get good again for for me and for my fellow Lakers fans to become insufferable again. Uh, I feel like the world uh, world has had a few years without us being like this so uh, it's time <laughs> it's time <laughs> um 
I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna shelve that among things I'm definitely not looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on that note, thank you, Koshik, once again. And um, yeah, let's uh, let's hopefully uh, uh, hopefully there'll be a lot more crazy stuff to talk about with over the next two weeks. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, listeners, if you want to get in touch with us. Uh, Karan is at Hoopistani on Twitter. I'm at underscore Karshik7. The podcast is at Hooptarshan. We're also available on Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean. Uh, we're everywhere like Zoom Berman is on the court. Um, so uh, until next time, hashtag India Basketball.